What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Pass the Torch as we have another fantastic episode live from Lake Tahoe at the Hard Rock Casino Hotel, host of the American Century Championship Celebrity Golf Tournament that we go to the past few years. If you haven't checked out our new vlog from the Tahoe trip yet, it might be one of my favorite pieces of content we have ever created here at Torch Pro. Go give it a watch on our YouTube channel. The link is in the description of this podcast. It features on-course interviews with some of the biggest stars in the tournament, whether that be Steph Curry, Josh Allen, Rob Riggle, Pat McAfee, Charles Barkley, Reggie Bush, Ryan Fitzpatrick. The list goes on and on and on. There are many more. And the fans also gave us some insane, crazy content from the famous 17th hole. We did a beer funnel. I did some jello shots. Tarp was popped. Go check it out on our YouTube channel. But now, for today's interview, we caught up with Alex Kalorn right before the tournament teed off. He was actually in first place after day one. Guy had his stuff together, kind of fell off a little bit. But we talked about his journey growing up playing hockey, going to Harvard, what life was like there, his early days with the Tampa Bay Lightning, and his relationship with the great captain, Steven Stamkos, and what the moments were like winning the cup, not once, but twice. We got into his future a little bit about his new contract with the Anaheim Ducks for next season. He's also a funny guy on social media as we got into that and what he puts into his own personal brand. He's the best. We became a big fan of him after this interview and you guys will like it too. So stick around. But first, you know, I got to shout out my baby, The Morning Blitz. It's our daily sports newsletter that gives you everything you need to know about the world of sports delivered right to your email inbox in a five minute or less read. It's football season. You don't watch every single game. I know you don't. Even if you watch Red Zone, you don't watch every football game. We have every football game recapped in one bullet in our newsletter, whether that be NFL, college, we got it. We also got all the other sports going on. Playoff baseball is coming along. The NBA is tipping off soon. You NHL fans listening, because we have an NHLer on our podcast, we have NHL for you too. We have it all, so go hit the link in the podcast description for the morning blitz on torchpro.com. Sign up, become a smarter sports fan. But without further ado, here is Alex Kalorn, NHL stud, pro golf wannabe, but an all-around fantastic guy. Let's go alex kalorn welcome to the podcast pass the torch thanks for joining out here in beautiful lake tahoe your first time out here but how you been been good man thanks for having me it's uh it's a pretty fun weekend out here it's just getting started my first time but uh looking forward to everything here yeah you're gonna absolutely love it we've been out here uh i came out last year with joe pass the first time he's obviously been here a bunch of times yeah. came in second last year so high hopes for him hopefully he can take down roamo but do you like your chances in the tournament? I don't know if I, I mean, I like, I like my chances at my odds. I think I'm like 30 to one or 22 to one. I think it'd be worthwhile sprinkling a little something on me. I mean, I haven't played with Pavs or Tony. Um, I think we have similar type handicaps, but I haven't played the course, so I don't know how it's going to go. It's going to be, it'll be interesting to see. And then you got a veteran guy on your bag, Colt, uh, I always screw up his name. Colt Nost. Nost. I always say Nost. Colt Nost. Yeah. But uh, veteran guy in the bag. So what do you expect from Colt this week? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm excited to have him on the bag. You know, he's been on the PGA Tour. He's a great golfer. He knows a ton about golf. But last night, you know, we were going around. He knows everyone. Yeah. It's crazy. He's going up and talking to Barkley and a bunch of guys and everyone told me it may be a bad decision that I got him on my bag. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Why is that? I don't know. That's just what people were telling me. You so, might be a little uh, like a dictatorship yeah. out there. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. Club selections. Go. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. So diving into your hockey journey a little bit. Grew up in Canada, obviously. We've had on a bunch of Canadians in the NHL. And yeah. I love to always ask, like, could you skate before you could walk up there? Is that kind of the deal? 
I, I was put on skates before I could walk. Yeah. I, I couldn't really skate then, but <laughs> yeah. I was kind of pushing my, my mom and dad would push me around. Yeah. That's just kind of the way it is in Canada. So I grew up, you know, we grew up like there's a park down the street for me and there's tennis courts and they get turned into like an outdoor rink every winter. Yep. So just walk down the street and kind of spend your winters there. Yeah. And so you you decided to go the prep school route. You yeah. went to uh, Deerfield and Mass. Yeah. We're, we're Boston guys, so I know Deerfield well. Yeah. Um, but what was your decision to go to Deerfield versus the other different yeah. minor league hockey leagues and, and juniors and all that? Yeah. What was your decision well, there? Well, so the decision being a Quebec player is either you go play major junior in the Q or the QMJHL or you go to college. The only tough part is a lot of guys from Quebec don't get a lot of college expo exposure because most of the guys just go to junior. Yeah. So I went to boarding school or prep school, whatever you want to call it, in Deerfield, just so I could be seen by colleges, um, not really knowing where I wanted to go. So once I went to Deerfield, I kind of got a couple colleges that uh, were interested, and uh, we went from there. Yeah, I, I committed to Harvard my junior year. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, obviously, great career at Harvard, yeah. um, Ivy League school. What's what's your mom more proud of? Because I've heard you talk about this in interviews before. Yeah. The two Stanley Cups or that Harvard degree? She would say the Harvard degree for sure. She yeah. was a teacher, so that was really important. I mean, I think she kind of got, when we were going through the college process, she was kind of guiding me yeah. to Harvard. That was kind of where she wanted me to go the whole time. Luckily, they had a great hockey program, and it just worked out. But, yeah, I think she's she's definitely more proud of that. I mean, she always had the mindset that, you know, if you don't make it in hockey, you may as well set yourself up yeah. to, to, su to succeed in life. And um, it ended up working out in hockey, but I'm happy I did it that it, way. It did work out in hockey, but for this instance that it didn't, and you have that Harvard degree, what field, what direction would your career have gone, yeah. do you think? What would you be doing right now if you were in the uh, NHL? I get asked that question all the time, and, it, and it's it's so tough. You know, a lot of guys that I went to Harvard with ended up in finance. I don't know if I would have done that. Maybe something in the real estate sphere yeah. is what interests me. So probably something in that sphere. Yep. And so they drafted by the Lightning in 2007, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, and then was it your first game? Was what, in, in 2013, 2012? It was either 2000. It was 2012 or 2013. It was right. It, it might have been 2013. It was a 2012, 2013 season, um, the lockout year. Yeah, the lockout year. And, uh, yeah, first game, Madison Square Garden. kind of MSG. Just, yeah, thrown right into it. Um, That's a welcome to the NHL. Yeah, moment. that was it was really cool um, getting the call. I was playing in Syracuse at the time, and our GM was like, pack your bags, you're playing at MSG tomorrow. You know, my parents were actually flying. <laughs> they were going on a vacation. They had to, like, stop on their connection, and they flew back yeah. to make the uh, the game. But, yeah, that was that was a special, special moment. And then right before the game, Shout out to Bugsy Malone. Um, Ryan Malone got hurt right, playing like soccer before the game, so I got boosted up onto the power play in the second line. Um, yeah, it was great. That's Not awesome. great for him, but great for me, I guess, to get that opportunity. Bugsy is a friend of the program. Okay, so, good, uh, that's, good. That's awesome. Shout out to though. Bugsy, yeah. That's got to be one of the better call, uh, calls in the story or in your life that you could ever get, right, that call yeah. for your first game. So you settled into a nice role early on with the Lightning, but – who were some of those leaders early on in the Lightning's organization that kind of took you under their wing and um, you learned from in the beginning? Man, there were so many guys. I mean, I was with the Lightning for 11 years, but when I was younger, you know, John Cooper, obviously the coach, yeah, he was uh, – it's kind of weird. He's been my only coach in pro hockey. So I had Guy Boucher for like a couple months right when I got called up, but he was great for me. I was with him in Norfolk and uh, Syracuse. 
um, I mean, Marty St. Louis, Vinny LeCavalier, guys like that coming into a locker room. You know, I grew up in Montreal, so these guys were heroes for us. Um, and to play my first game, you know, and, and to get – I actually got an assist. My first game I got an assist, and Vinny scored the goal. Wow. So just kind of like these cool moments that happen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, those those guys and Stammer was – he was my age, but he still, like, you know, was a leader at the time and, right. and stuff like that. So Absolute stud. And then so your team, your squad had early success. So I think you went to the Cup in 2015, right? You yeah. guys ended up losing. And, again, yeah. I've, I've heard you say that – that loss hurts worse than some of the wins feel good. Uh, explain a little bit deeper to that feeling. Yeah, it's just, I don't know how to really explain it. I mean, the wins feel great. They really yeah. do, but it's like anything. I mean, I'm sure you've heard before, those losses just, they stick around and all summer, you just kind of wake up thinking what, what could have been. And, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate that after that loss, we end up winning too. You know, you still think about the loss against Colorado and could have been four. Um, but in the end, you got you have to think, you know, you're pretty fortunate for, for what happened and to have two cups um, in my career and maybe, you know, maybe get another one. That would be uh, would be really special. Yeah, and that loss, I mean, it probably drove you for the rest of your career. And then you guys obviously had a bunch of success in the last few seasons. But uh, before that, so 2019, you were named alternate captain, right? Yeah. The Lightning and obviously with – Steven Stamkos is the captain and Victor Hedman um, there as well. Just what are those dudes like as teammates? They're great. I mean, listen, they're going to be – they're Hall of Famers. So when you get to play with guys like that, I kind of grew up with them in, in the NHL. Obviously, Stammer and Hedy um, being high draft picks and being kind of superstars, right? At least Stammer was a superstar right away. Hedy, it took him a little bit longer. But these guys were, you know, big names in the NHL. And to play alongside of them, I, I learned a lot from them, you know, leaders in the locker room. Um, and to do it as long as they have, like Stammer hasn't, you know, really lost a step. He scores, it seems like he scores, you know, 80 to 100 points every season. It's been super impressive. And then Hedy being nominated, it seems like every year for the, the Norris. So it's been great to learn from those guys, true pros. The longevity with those guys, too, is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I know. I mean, who knows how much longer they'll play, you know, Stammer. I think, you know, he's about my age. I don't know how much longer. They could play as long as they probably want, especially yeah. Hedman, too, as, a, as big as he is and as good of a skier as he is. Um, I think they'll play till you know, they feel satisfied. I guess they've done everything they could right. in the game. I mean, they'll probably chase another cup or something like that. Absolutely. And then even for you, right, like I think you just finished up your 11th season maybe. Yeah. You keep, it seems like you keep getting better every year. So, like, what's the secret to success there for your longevity? You know, it's it's tough because typically at my age, you kind of see a decline just because guys get older. They kind of slow down, especially with the NHL. It, it seems like every year it just gets so fast with these young guys. But for myself, I feel like I've always tried to become a better player. I've done stuff off the ice in terms of, you know, health, the nutrition, working with coaches on my game. And those kind of things have helped me improve every year. And I feel like I haven't, I've been fortunate that I haven't been injured. Yeah, knock Much. on some wood. I think there's yeah, some wood on the couch. Down here. I, haven't been, I haven't been injured, right? And that kind of slows guys down in their career. So I've been very fortunate in that sense. And I feel like I've just kept getting better and learning a lot about the game. So without those injuries, you know, you can keep getting better and keep improving. Yeah, it shows, man. And then so in 2020, you finally get that cup. Yeah. What was your, what was your cup celebration like? Walk me through that day when you have that cup and you're with your family and friends. Yeah. What, was your, what was your day like? <laughs> yeah, well, we actually didn't get a day with the cup our first year because it was COVID. COVID, yeah. Well, it, it, was, it was weird because we didn't get a day back home with the cup, but the cup stayed in Tampa all summer. Oh, okay. 
So I had like 10 days with the Cub. There you go. And uh, we would just, it was really kind of weird, but we would just call the, you know, Phil, who's the Cup guy, and be like, hey, we're going to dinner. Just bring the Cup. <laughs> and he awesome. would, he'd bring it. And uh, But the next year when we won again, I got to bring it home um, to my hometown in, in Montreal and all my friends and family. Chris was there. And uh, it was a great time. Listen, like that moment's really for all like your family and friends that helped you get to that point. And for them, it's obviously, it's a big thing, but just for them to enjoy that moment, to, to really cherish that. Yeah, there's no harder journey in the world than winning a, a championship in the NHL. Yeah. And so I know you probably get asked this all the time, but you guys won on the bubble, right? So like, just like, was it anticlimactic with like the celebration and whatnot with no fans in the stadium? Like, well, walk me through that a little bit. The whole bubble thing was, was really weird. Yeah. And I, you've probably talked to Pavs about it. Um, yeah. Super weird experience. You're like away from your family for, I think it was like two months, in a hotel where you can't really leave. Yeah. You know. Um, so, at first, everyone kind of wanted to get out of there and go home. Once you start, like, once we won our first round, it's like, hey, we have a chance to win this thing. Let's get serious here. We were obviously serious the whole time, but there's always that thought of in your mind of getting out of there. Um, but once we won, it wasn't that anticlimactic. I mean, you you win your first cup. You know, it's such a special moment. Yeah. I had my dad there, which was really cool. Um, some some of us were able to bring. If our families were Canadian, they could we could bring them. So we were able to celebrate with them. And once we flew back home, you know, we had like a big boat parade. It was awesome. Florida didn't really have the the COVID rules that a lot of other states did, so we were able to celebrate kind of normally. Between the the Bucks uh, Super Bowl party, your guys' parties, like those Tampa Super Bowl or those cha- championship parties looked absolutely incredible. Yeah, I mean, the boat parade was done because of COVID. So yeah. typically it would have been, you know, on buses throughout the city. But thank God it happened that way because it was it was so much of a better experience um, being on the boats with all the fans. I mean, there were so many boats. If you see some of the pictures, um, I'll never forget those days. Those were awesome days. Yeah. Yeah, and then also like on the t- on the COVID period timeline as well. Talk to me about uh, Doc Talk, right? Doc Talk, yeah. I, I, I watched some of your videos; they were, they were fantastic. Um, but yeah. you were driving up to people's uh, houses on their docks and your jet ski, bringing them food and stuff. But walk me through that, how it all started, and yeah. how much fun you had. So the reason it began was our media guy told me to kind of do a message to the fans, and I'm sure you saw a million players or a lot of the NHL players yeah. do it, you know, the kind of, hey, it sucks we're not playing, we appreciate the fans kind of thing. And I was like, I have all this free time, I'm kind of bored. We live on an island, uh, a lot of the players, so I can get to a lot of my teammates' houses by jet ski. Yeah. And I thought it'd be funny to just kind of bring them some pl- supplies when um, COVID, you know, you couldn't get toilet paper and soap. So I just went to Stammer's house, Hetty's house, and did a quick little interview and it kind of took off. We ended up raising a ton of money and uh, it's been great. Yeah, that's fantastic. I feel like you do yourself kind of lean into the media world a little bit more than some of the other players, players in the NHL. And obviously like Torch World, that's what we're all about is like yeah. helping athletes tell those stories. But why do you think it's important to kind of have a personality and, and embrace social media a little bit more than others? I think it just helps the fans connect with players. That's, you know, it, it kind of gives you a story. But when fans can connect with you, they feel... Um, they're closer to the team. They want to come watch games. You build a brand yourself. You know, it's not all about your your own brand, but yeah. that does help. I mean, future of hockey. You look at a lot of the guys that have built brands. They typically end up working, you know, in broadcasting and stuff like that. Um, so I think it's just important, and it's important for the for the NHL. I think you know 
the league, the other leagues are doing pretty good when you good. look at their revenues and stuff. And I think a part of that is because their players are brands and they brand themselves so well. Um, whereas NHL, a lot of guys, they don't do it because they think it may be selfish or taken away from the team. And I think it's it's kind of coming around where guys realize this can help the league, it can help themselves out. Um, and you see a lot of guys doing it more now. Yeah, it's just weird, like, culture in hockey where it's, like, in the locker room, like, you look down upon if you're embracing social media. But I think it's starting to come around a little bit more, which is good, to your point. It, it helps grow the game. For sure. And uh, to your point as well is, like, things after hockey. Like, not only can the Harvard degree help you after hockey, but, like, building your own personal brand can really go a long way as well. For sure, yeah. yeah. Marketability is great. Yeah, I remember when Instagram like first came out and when guys would post, like the older guys would just tear into you in the locker room. Yeah. They would be like, what are you doing, dude? Like, why are you posting that? And now they're the guys that are posting it later in their careers. So it's funny. There's a lot of money to be made. I think I saw Stammer chirp you when you pulled up to the dock. He's like, oh, how's Influencer life? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, they'll they'll give it to me. And, it, and it's fine. I don't care. It's as long as you can take it a little no, bit. I love it. The yeah. fans love it. So I would keep doing you. It's cool. For to sure. Watch. It's cool to watch. Yeah, thank you. Um, and so as we said, going along in your hockey career here a little bit, um, 12 season coming up, signed a new deal with the with the Anaheim Ducks. So yeah. How excited are you for that? And like, how how excited are you for embrace a new franchise out yeah. in California? Listen, it's uh, this summer has been crazy. It's been a whirlwind, kind of trying to figure out where you're gonna go, where you're gonna land. Um, I told someone I'm just going. I'm following Disney, so I'm going from one Disney t on one side of the country <laughs> to the other. But um, listen, I'm really excited about uh, Anaheim. I was just there before this, looking at homes. Newport, that area is unbelievable. Um, it's going to be different than Florida, especially hockey-wise. It's going to be a process, but a process I think everyone in that organization is looking forward to with so much young talent. Uh, so it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm excited to watch. I guess, like, finish up uh, the hockey career here, if you just had kind of one final, like, message or just what did Tampa Bay mean to you, spending so many years there and developing your career in the yeah. today? Tampa meant everything to me. It still does. Like, I, you know, I won two cups there. Yeah. Tampa's my home. I go back there after this. I'll go back there after the season. I'll, I'll retire there. The fans have been so good. Um, and even seeing it grow since I got there, you know, 11 years, all the success we had, seeing, you know, how exciting it is in Amelie Arena. It's a really special place. So just thank you to everyone that was a part of that organization. It's been cool. I'm a Boston fan. I'm a Bruins fan. But it's been cool to see kind of that, like, hockey culture down there from a fandom standpoint, like, really explode. Obviously, yeah. it helps that you guys – Went to a few Stanley Cups and, for sure. and brought the cup home. But, like, it's cool to see that explosion of sports fandom down in Tampa. No, it's great. I mean, listen, especially you saw it this past year with the Florida Panthers. You just got to start winning and then fans yeah. will come. And, uh, you know, they have, they have great fans in Florida, Nashville, Carolina. These teams in the south, um, the southeast that, you know, people said probably wouldn't do so well um, have been doing great. And I think that's probably one of the favorite players favorite places for players to play in the nhl absolutely all right so some rapid fire here and oh then uh, we'll get you out of here but uh who's your favorite athlete growing up as a kid favorite athlete tiger woods probably i like pavel Bure also which being a canadian i don't know if you could say that but <laughs> i love pavel Bure. who's your favorite athlete to watch in current day sports <sighs> i mean tom i like tom patrick mahomes he's here at the tournament yeah pretty special but i'm i'm a golfer man i love uh i still love watching tiger play yeah, yeah. he's exciting when he gets out there yeah um what's your favorite club in the bag favorite club in the bag is probably my pitching wedge favorite music artist Ooh, <sighs> that's a that's a tough one 
Um, no, I like country. I mean, yeah. like Luke Combs, Morgan Wallen, oh. they're good. Zach Bryan, you get Zach Bryan. That's I, the guy. I don't know why I couldn't. I'm sorry. I oh, he's my he's name. my answer too. So Zach Bryan um, is awesome. Yeah, I, I love his music. I went to his concert earlier this year and just like, it was pretty good. Fell in love. Oh, yeah. unreal. Yeah, yeah. If you can get to one, go. Yeah. Um, all right, two more. What's your biggest fear? <laughs> Being buried alive, probably. <laughs> That's everyone's answer. Is that what everyone says? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> that is a scary yeah, thing. Uh, one word that best describes you. <sighs> Resilient. I was going to say killer. Um, <laughs> but uh, one final question here to wrap it all up in your journey in hockey and beyond. But if you have one lesson that you've learned throughout your career that you could pass along to the next generation to help them accomplish their dreams, what would that one lesson be? I mean, just don't put a ceiling on yourself, you know. I remember I, I golfed with Marty St. Louis like four years ago, and I was telling him, you know, when I get older and I become a veteran, I'll probably be more of like a PK guy. You know, kind of guys fall into those yeah. roles where, and he's like, why? Like, why, why? And I was like, you know what, it's a good question. And I, ever since I've, been, I've talked to him, I kind of had better seasons and I've kept getting better. And so kind of just don't put a ceiling on yourself. Even you're a certain age, you can always get better. Um, and like for myself, I just want to keep getting better, um, keep having better years. So, yeah, that's my advice. That's it, man. I love it. Well, yeah. thanks for coming on the podcast. Good luck out the ACC. And yeah. we'll see how you do out there. Thanks, guys. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Pass the Torch. Smash that subscribe button. Share this podcast with friends. Get it to anyone who is an NHL fan. They will love this conversation, even sports fan in general. Um, your support goes a long way, so I really appreciate it. We had a ton of fun doing these interviews out in Lake Tahoe. That's a wrap from our Tahoe interviews. So stick around as we have some many, many more exciting conversations coming your way. But don't forget to subscribe to the Morning Blitz either. You can see us there every single weekday morning in your inbox at 530 Eastern time. That's right. We're up bright and early, giving you everything you need to know about the world of sports right to your email inbox. So thank you once again. If you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button, and we will see you next time, folks.